Okay, so we're in the middle of this very interesting parenthesis here, um, where essentially we're asking a question that um, we're trying to figure out how does this work, mitzad, the angle of uh, makif, which we know that the Indian of makif is something that is kashecha ka'ayra, like light, like darkness. And being that the case, um, what does it matter if a person does a mitzvah or not? Right? At that level, seemingly. And so therefore, we're saying that this is one of the ways with which the klipa is able to gain access to a tremendous amount of uh, energy that it would not necessarily have otherwise. Or not supposed to have, let's put it that way. So... The question is, how does this work? Uh, so we said that, in fact, when a person is acting kadabai the way he's supposed to, namely doing Torah mitzvahs, so then by the doing of Torah mitzvahs, what happens is that it causes there to be a filling up of the Seder Hishtashulus, filling up of the pipelines with ore. And this takes away the possibility of the second place where klipa could get additional energy, which is the idea of nurturing from malchus. That from malchus, if there's not enough energy going in there, so the klipa could do something called the yanika. It could suck out to the, to the klipa. And therefore, therefore, that is a problematic area. But if you have a tremendous amount of energy going through the system, then it is no longer a problem. Zaw gives over to malchus in a very straight way. <clears throat> in this situation, Everything is coming the way it's supposed to. But now we said, but wait a minute, it still could reach up to the level of Makiv. And we came up with a big Kiddush at the end of page Memalat. And over there we said, no, actually, that once the Pneumius Aura is going through the system, it acts like a magnet. And in fact, it draws down the Makiv as well. That the Makiv winds up being pulled down through the system at the same time as the regular Pneumius Dika Aura. That's what we were saying. Right? So then we ask the question, how is that possible? Like, what does one thing have to do with the other? Why should it be that by the Pneumistika or coming through the system, it's going to be able to act as a magnet to draw down the Makif as well? That was our question. And that's what we started to say here in the parentheses, Amen Beis. And it says like this, So he gives an answer. The answer is because the Pneumistika or which is happening going through the system in terms of when people do Torah mitzvahs is in fact its root is coming from the panemius of the makif. What does that mean? The makif The fact that we say namely that kedusha can makabel from makif and klipa can makabel from makif. <clears throat> that is from that is only coming from the that's where that is coming from but that over there the kavana is that it should be there's a reason for it that there's a reason that Abishter created right that there's a kavana behind it, and therefore the objective is dafka to go into Kedusha, not to go into Klipa. That's what Panimi Samakib is telling me. 
Namely, what? That the light should dafka shine in a place where what? Where there are kalim for that ore, which is a big chiddush, because we said, generally speaking, that it doesn't make sense to say that there's even any kalim of the ore. There's no kalim for the ore, because it's a makif. So why should it be kalim? No, the idea is that the makif also should be going into a place of kedusha. That was the big chiddush that we were talking about, right? that we're saying here. Now, <clears throat> how could that be? And the reason is because there's a panemius akavana even in the makif. The panemius akavana in the makif is that what? That the Abishter's world should be a dirabatahtainim. That's it. That's the panemius akavana. And therefore that's the panemius akavana. And therefore that is also the root of the panemius or which comes showering down, right? Like we gave that whole visualization yesterday when we were talking about the idea of like a huge vat of water and, and pouring down and through a system and the pipelines and everything like that. That that's actually, yeah? So now, once the penimis amakiv is shining, nimshach besitru de kedusha dafka, it's dafka going to go into the sitra kedusha. Why? Because that is the penimis akavana of the whole thing. If that's the penimis akavana of the whole thing, so then that's where it's going to go to. Shehin kelim lalukus because they are kelim talukus. Vahakli lezehu bechinas bittel vahedrakli. So what's the kli for this? The union of bittel. Bittel is the kli for this. What does it mean? Vahedrakli. Vahakli lezehu bechinas bittel vahedrakli. Kamashikasum makamachet. What does that mean? What do you think that means? Is that the idea that? Because it's such a powerful light, the only way for it to shine is with yet less yeshus. The so, only place that it could possibly enter would be a state of complete bittel, right? And, and a kli, the stronger the kli shows, uh, uh, the less the bittel, the more the yesh. Right. Very good. Aval masha enob kli lalokus, eni yacholikabel misham. But something that's not a kli lalokus, right, is not going to be able to makabel from pinimis amakiv. Not only that, it's going to shine from there. The idea of all of his enemies should be cut off. So that's all coming from Panemius Amakiv. And the Panemius Amakiv is the root of Panemius Aor, which is coming down regularly with with Limita Torah and Mitzvahs. So now we have everything seemingly settled. Then he goes even a step further. He says like this, So now he asks the question, if that's really the case, that Panim is supposed to only go to Kedusha. And we said, So then why should it be that even Chitzoni should be able to be received from, be able to be captured by the enemy? Whoa. Namely, by the by the by the klipa. Why can't what? I get from there? I say I can only get from there if I have bittel. No. The question is here. He's saying now we switch gears. We're talking about chitzoni samakif now. Chitzoni samakif. We say clearly that anything can get from there, klipa and kedusha. So now, if you're going to tell me that Panimi Samakif is Davka only could be in kedusha, seemingly it should have an impact on chitzoni samakif as well. Meaning that the klipa can be kabbal from there, and also kedushin can can be kabbal from there, right? So therefore, now we have a shavu question. 
if presumably Chitonius is following after Panemius, right? So how could you possibly think to say that Chitonius could possibly be a source for Klippa? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't seem to jive. Let's see it again. Oh, it's Dafka when it's in a state of hell. Okay, so now we went, now we developed the picture even better. What are we saying here? What are we adding? You catch what he says here? Wait, is, this, is this saying that there can be a level of Gilu Yamakif? Not Gilu. Chitonis What? What is the Masame? Or Makif Masma in a Chitonis. We didn't get there yet. Wait, let's understand what we read, read so far. No, I didn't hear because I was in the process. Vagamma Chitonis What does it mean? Kishuhu Behel. When is it possible that every level Klippa and Kedusha could receive Dafka when it's in a state of Halem? That's the way that works. Right? But if you're talking about Gilui, so then for sure it's not going to be able to make a Makabal. So now it makes much more sense. That in fact, what we're going to say is that what? The or of the Makiv Right is going to blind the eyes of the chitzoni. It's going to blow them away. We had that phrase in a different mimer that we learned this year. Anyone remember? Tshuva, That's right. You do tshuva. Excellent. That's right. That's right. So, so what he's saying here, what he's saying here is what? What he's saying here is that now it makes a lot of sense. When we're having gilui, now when would there be a state of gilui? Tell me, what, when would that be? During the time of Torah mitzvahs? Yes, because when the Torah mitzvahs are happening, it's drawing down all the levels of makif into the system. That's called gilu makif. Right? That's what, that's what we're talking about then. That's what, then that's the situation, and therefore the chitzonim will not be able to. However, when it's in a state of helam, i.e., it's not being drawn down into a system. It's not being drawn down into Kalim. It's not being drawn down into the pipeline. So then it's in a state of Helam. If it's in a state of Helam, then anything could capture the, the Makif. That's what he's saying. So now that everything's making a lot of sense. So essentially what we have is like this. We have a situation where we have Panimis and Makif, where Panimis and Makif really needs it, wants Elokus. We have Chitzonis and Makif. Chitzonis and Makif, like light is like darkness. Anything goes. Anything can capture from there. Now, when it's just um, sitting around, so anything can capture from there. However, when we're doing Torah mitzvahs, then the Pnimisa or is shining through the system. The Pnimisa or of shining through the system is, we have to remember, <coughs> that the Pnimisa or its root is Pnimisa Makif. So therefore, that will act as a magnet to draw down the entire makif into the system. Once you're drawing makif down into a system, you're already saying that there's a sense of gilui. If you're having a sense of gilui, so then there's no way that the, that the chitzonim could take any type of energy from there. And that's the whole discussion. That's basically what's happening here. And that's how the whole thing works. 
In other places, it explains the difference between Chitzonius and Pnimius Hamakiv. Amnam, however, Beemis, Gamba Chitzonius Hamakiv, Yesh Hefrish, Ben Helam Legili. So, however, you really could say that this is even, you could take it a step further. This is what he's saying at this line. Based on our discussion that we just had, you could really say it's not just a matter of Pnimius Hamakiv versus Chitzonius Hamakiv. It's even Chitzoni Samakiv by itself. In Chitzoni Samakiv, you have two different possibilities. You could have Chitzoni Samakiv the way it is Behelem, i.e., not being drawn down into any system. And that's the level, or that's where the Chitzonim, that's where the Klippa could receive from. And then you have Chitzoni Samakiv that is acting in a state of Gilui. When would it be in a state of Gilui? When it's Dafka being drawn down through the system. If it's being drawn down the system, then it's a state of Gilui. So what's going to be able to receive from it? Only something that could be a Kaili for it. What's the only thing that could be a Kaili for it? Kedusha. That's what we already said that earlier. That's what, no, he's taking it a step further. Though. That's what he says. But really, there is no place for the Chitzonim whatsoever. There's nothing, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing there. This is the sikum. This is the conclusion of this paragraph of the Sabrenzis. So now we understand that when the or pnimi is shining, i.e. Torah mitzvahs, i.e. going through the system, and it shoyrish is from pnimi samakiv, as gam or chitzoni samakiv nimshach v'vechinis pnimi is davka. So then, even the chitzoni samakiv is going to be drawn down like a magnet into the whole system, and that's when it's impossible for the klipa to receive from there. I think that was the most incredible paragraph. That Mamish explains everything that you need to know about what Torah mitzvahs do. Not everything you need to know, but a lot of what you need to know about what Torah mitzvahs do. And when a person is not doing Torah mitzvahs and why it is that the klipa is able to receive so much more. So we understand from this, number one, the klipa is able to receive from Chitzonis HaMakif because it's in a state of hell. And really, you could even take it a step further, which he doesn't discuss here, and I, I'm, I'm making maybe this connection. I hope it's right. I think it's right. That because it, the, the light, namely the Panimis or and the, the Makif or is not shining through the system, that's why there isn't an overabundance of ore going through the system. That's why Klippa could also be able to nourish from uh, Malchus. And that's the idea. Is it, is it the idea that once it's being used, the chiternis, hamakif, and the pinimis? Not hamakif? used. It's not. It's being drawn down. It's being pulled into the system. And so therefore, when the chiternis tries to grab onto it, it's 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 already. It can't. It, once it's being drawn down. Once makif is being drawn down into a pinimistic way, it nothing. It cannot be sucked out from any way of the klipa. Impossible. That's what he's saying here. It's only when it's hanging out, doing nothing. Think about it in terms of because it's busy. Is that what you're saying? It's it's busy. It's doing totally it? it's totally submerged into the into the system. But when it's sitting and doing nothing, so then it's just hanging out on the corner. So then anything, even the klipa could be able to receive it. And when that, a bacher is in yeshiva, so then you know he's in yeshiva. He's being pulled into yeshiva. Especially he goes to shirim, wakes up on time. He goes to chasidus. You know. So then there's no, there's no problem. There's not going to be a possibility that Klippa is going to bother him. However, when it is that he's staying in his bed yeah, or he's... Yeah, yeah. So then, he's still sleeping. Anything, you know, there's no difference between between <laughs> Gilu and Elam. Um, 
what is this in terms of avaydas ha'adaf? I just explained it to you. Just a second. What did I just say? Okay. V'nimsa al-yedei gilui b'china zah. So now we comes out from this whole idea that the gili of the bechinus of Zah is able to cut out the yinika from in these two ways. So now we understand why. Right, that both the the so to speak the take away the fruit from above and the root from below. What does it mean? This is the way you're able to have this krisa, this cutting away of the two versions of the, where the yinika is going to come from. Right? That's what we've been explaining. Number one, it's not going to be able to get from the makif. Why isn't it going to be able to get from the makif? Because the light is shining. Because the makif is going down into the system. So therefore it's no longer behelim. It's, it's begilui. The system is the whole seder shalshalus. Right? That when a person does mitzvahs, he's drawing it down. And number two, what's the second place that it's not going to be able to get from? The panemius hamakif. No, it's not going to be able to get from where? What's the second place that we said that klipa can get from? Malchus. From Malchus. But it's only when Malchus has such a little amount of ore, because of the little amount of ore, so therefore there's room. It's like if you can imagine like, uh, you know, like uh, when it's high tide, right? When it's high tide or low tide or whatever it is that the, the water goes out into the ocean right so you can walk around it's like all over the place in, the, in this area where usually it's totally filled up with water so you walk around you see like these little puddles and in the puddles you have like the starfish and you have like the little crabs and you have like what? tadpoles, tadpoles. yeah whatever it's called tide pools that's tidepools. what it's called right like all these different things because why? because the water is so far out because the water is so far out it's been drawn so far out like you know in the middle of the day whatever it is right so Therefore, it gives you it gives place for people to walk around over there. However, once it's once it's high tide and the, and the water comes flying back in, right, and the whole ocean shifts back and the water comes flying up the, so then it fills up this whole area and it becomes like an area that's totally covered with water. And, and now and loons all your sandcastles and you can't see anything because you, you you don't have access anymore to this whole area. Wait, and that's what winds up happening. He's talking about Malchus of Atzilus. He's talking about all Malchuses, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, Malchus. It's always talking about Malchus. Malchus of Atzilus, that's right. Um, Let's read further. So he says like this. Uh, Ashmi? What's Ashmi? Ashmi is destroy. 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 That's what Paro was saying. If it's a son, we will kill them. The ben who bechinas zah because ben is the concept of zah. The kasher meir bechinas zah when it's going to be shining the midah of zah as lo yacholin So then, if the midah of zah is shining, so then if it's shining into malchus, right? It has the water going through the system, going through the pipelines. So then, the klipa is not going to be able to suck out from the level of malchus. That's Moshe Rabbeinu shining. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> zois. <laughs> No, I don't think Moshe is at that level, but whatever. That's why he wanted to kill this whole thing, right? That the, if the ore is not shining down, then it's being pulled up, right? If the ore is not shining down, it's being pulled up. You're not going up the elevator, escalator. You're going down, right? So this is the other way around, right? So that's, that's the problem here, right? 
<coughs> then you have a situation that what? Then you have a situation that it's able to be, right? It's, there's room for the klipa to suck, to suck it out. And that's what winds up happening. As long as you don't have a full a body of ore going through the system, so then, then there's plenty of room to have enough of a opportunity to suck out the, the energy from it. Think about our example of high tide and low tide. When you have water filling up the place, so you can't see anything that's going on there. It's just it's overrun by this water. However, if the water gets pulled away from the beach and everything like that, you wind up being able to walk all the way out. You can walk out, you know, 100 meters or whatever, and you see all these little tide pools, like you were saying before, with all these little fish and water, everything that got left behind, right? Because now there's room for you to do that. Now, that's what he's saying. V'imbasi, what does it mean, v'imbasi? What is that, what is that referring to when it says if it's, if it's a bas? He v'chayet, he let it live. Because from the chitzonis amalchus, right, he's able to suck. And not just sucking out from there, but sucking out from mal, ma, uh, from the makiv. And that's the idea. So now we understand this. So now we, we've explained, we, because we basically said that we, we know that we were talking before about positive mitzvahs and negative mitzvahs. And we were saying essentially that not only is this a problem, right, when a person doesn't, right, when a person does a negative mitzvah, but even it's a problem if a person does not do the positive mitzvah. That was what we were saying. So now we understand very clearly why, if by not doing the positive mitzvah, we're causing all this damage. Because we're not in- enabling the panemius or to go through the system. Now, it didn't exactly explain to us so much what happens with the negative commandment when we transgress. The main focus has been right now, I think, more on what happens when you're not doing the positive commandment. When you're not doing the positive commandment, so the panemius or doesn't shine down, which doesn't act like a magnet for the makif dika or, which then causes there to be a helam in the makif, which then could be able to be taken by the klipas. And number two, it winds up being a lessening in the part of how much or is able to go from zot to malchus, which enables them to klipas to be able to suck out from malchus. And that's our problem. That was clear. Well, the fize yuvan, the kasher, right? So this is exactly our point. So now we've been talking about what happens when you don't do a positive commandment. This is essentially causing it to be a siluk. What's a siluk? Flying away. Flying away of the ore from the level of the kalim. Which then causes the, the strengthening of the sitra acher in these two specific ways. Namely, one, number one, it's able to suck because there's so many tzimtzumim. Now you have low tide, right? And you have all these all this area for it to cut, for a person to walk in places that he shouldn't be walking. And also they lift themselves up that then they could then suck from the makifa elyon. Good, is that clear? I think it's, that's that's excellent. Yes? Yes, good, good, good. Everyone sees it? I'm not sure your question. That's what we've been talking about for the last no, <laughs> few days. Why, why it's, because it's a Machiavellian. That's where it comes from. The Machiav is above the whole system. That's, that's, why, that's where it's coming from. Right? Very important to do Chazara. Or the day before, the day before, the day before. This is what, this is what we've been talking about. 
very, very important to do Chazara, even if you're not here, especially if you're not here. I think it's even more important to do Chazara. So then he says, So now we can understand why there is so many ribui concealments during the time of Galish. The Albi Shamaim Kaderos. What does it mean that I will enclose the heaven with Kaderos? What's Kaderos? Take a look. And the darkness will cover the land. Right? What does it mean? Because during Galus, the ore is sucked up, it's drawn up. We're missing a tremendous amount of ore from the system, the way it's supposed to be flying. That's the problem here. When you will be like causing the light to disappear from it, so Ishtaru, what's Ishtaru? It will remain all of the system like a body without a soul. That's the problem because there's this tremendous lack of ore that's going through the whole thing. So now that we have this tremendous lack of ore that's going through the whole system, so we're left with a body without a soul. That's what we're left with. And that's our problem. <coughs> Excuse me. The lack of light. That's our issue here. So through this, it makes a ribui hislapshus, the levush sak, the klipa, the Now it becomes a, a tremendous amount of hislapshus until it's able to be mislabish even into the sack of the klipa and the sidracha. Shamalbishim yoiser. Sack, sack, sack means like a sackcloth. Right? So he says, Shamalbishim yoiser es amadregus de kedusha bechinas hakelim el yoinim. That's what happens. They're malbish the kedusha. They're malbish. They're taking over. Basically, they're taking over the place where the kedusha is supposed to be. So instead of the light shining into the level of kedusha, it's shining into the level of sackcloth. And we know what's the concept of sackcloth when a person right he puts on sackcloth like mourning, right, or like a straitjacket, right? It's like something that doesn't fit. Well, sackcloth is the opposite, I guess. So sackcloth is like the idea that something that doesn't fit normally. It's not the normal way of wearing something. So therefore, try to, for example, try to play basketball in a suit that is five times bigger size than what you're supposed to wear. Right. Or try you, and swim in what? swim trunks and not a Speedo. Right. Try to swim in, try to swim in, I don't know, for, for you water polo guys, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> try to swim in, in clothing. In your clothing, yeah. In your clothing. Right? I remember that when we were learning ALS, right? You had to jump in with clothing and you have to figure out how to take it off. And Remember you guys didn't do that whole thing? You have to take your pants and fill them over your head and you fill it up with air and it makes it into a hole. What, what did you guys do in the summers? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can't, it's very hard to do it. So this is the same idea, that the light, instead of it going into the pristine, exact fit kalim of Kedusha, it's going into the over, uh, overly, um, overly concealing uh, 
garments of klipa. And that's causing it not to be able to function the way it's supposed to function. And therefore, like it says, until all the things are, yagim means that it's like effort. everything is everything is a big pain. Everything is like difficult. Or like it says in, uh, in, in, in Tanya, right? In this world, it's like, it's like the, there's so much klipa. The klipa wins out, right? It's like so everything is, everything is in this way. The covered ma'id, it makes it very heavy, makes it very hard. Lavoli de gili or to the point to get to gili or she yair nafsho that the light should shine in the soul because the light is being so encapsulated, encapsulated into this heavy klipa, into these garments, into this, into the into the klipa. So therefore, it doesn't enable a person to be able, or it doesn't enable the world to be able to function the way it potentially could function. So therefore, everything requires effort. Think again, right? A person that's swimming in his Speedo, right, or whatever, right? Uh, it, it, so it's easy for him to move around in the water, right? But when if a person is trying to swim in, in a whole thing of clothing, and let's say he has a sweatshirt on or something like that, it's like very hard. Everything becomes incredibly difficult to do. Yeah? So that's the problem. Right? Right? Or, right, a person has to put tremendous effort in the Voida, in the Hashem, in learning, in davening, in everything. Everything becomes difficult. I mean, can you imagine? Imagine what it was like in the times of the base of Migdash, right? That they would be able to go and they would be able to see Hashem. Right? That's what they saw. They saw miracles clearly in front of their eyes. Everyone saw the miracles. You know, and it was on a regular basis. It's like, you know, Lahavdil, a person goes to a museum now to go see all these interesting things. So in, in the times of the base of Migdash, everyone went to the base of Migdash and they were able to see God. It doesn't it makes it it makes it it's a totally different thing. Can you imagine if every <coughs> every time you went to a place, you went to the base of Migdash, right now you'd be able to see Hashem's glory constantly. That's what you would see. Like in front of your eyes. Like, how difficult would it be to to uh, to win out over Yitzhara? It seemingly was still pretty difficult. What? It seemingly was still pretty difficult. That's why the base Okay, Enachinami, that's a good point. It's a good idea. But why did Beis Mikdash get destroyed, right? Because, well, we different answers, different reasons. But but that's what we're talking about. This is, this is the world, right? So now we're living in a world that we don't have that. So therefore, the effort is so much greater. So you have to put in the effort, like to sit and learn Taira. You have to put in the effort in order to daven, to daven like a man, to you know, to sit and do these things. And even in not just in terms of avoida, but in terms of physical bread. What does it mean? It means parnasa, right? In terms of parnasa, it's not easy to make a parnasa. Everyone has a hard time. You talk to anyone. Even the most wealthy people, they're having a, everyone has a hard time. Now they're up, now they're down, now they're winning, now they're losing. They're not, uh, uh, uh. It's nothing is smooth, right? Everything is coming with a, with a, uh, you know, with a, with a difficulty, with a, with a, with a yigia. Yigia, yigia, yigia. That during the times of Galas, says, that it was, it, it, it's, it, you tr- it needed a tremendous amount of effort. Like it says there in times of Shlomo Melech, that everyone was sitting under their fig tree and under their grape tree and just sitting back and just, you know, picking off the tree. And, you know, it's like this, it, everything was simple. Everything was straightforward. So the, the Parnassah just came smoothly. So not only was it ruchnius, 
that it was a completely different experience. But Bagash means it was also a completely different experience. Why was it like this? If we, if why is it why is it like this in Galus? If we have Torah mitzvahs, no. But the amount of ore that's coming down from our Torah mitzvahs is not is not nearly the amount that it could be. Right, that's our issue. And therefore, we're in Gullus. That's our problem. How do we get into Gullus in the first place? Right? So that's a good question. But <coughs> the fact that, <coughs> excuse me, now that we're in Gullus, it makes a whole different situation. So everything is harder. Everything is harder. Not just the, the Ruchnius is harder, the Gashmius is harder also. And that's the, that's the idea. It's all coming from the tremendous amount of concealment of the Sitra Acher. The Kasher Meir Gili Alukus. That when there's a Gili Alukus, because if there would be more of a Gili Alukus, it's not just that it would impact us, not just that it would impact us in a way of us having the opportunity to do avoida in a completely different way. Adaraba, it's dafka, it's going to impact us even bagashmias. It would be so simple to make a parnasa. Everything would just be like rolling and everyone would be just easy getting a job and make money and it's not such a big deal and you don't have to put so much effort into it and, and the whole nine yards. That's right. There's the, there's the pasuk that he brings exactly the pasuk from Shlomo Melech, Right? So this whole thing but we're talking about here, this idea of tshuva is all dealing with mitzvah's ase. This is all the, when we're lacking in mitzvah's ase. When we're lacking in mitzvah's ase, this is why the klipa has so much strength. This is why the klipa is able to accomplish so much because of, this is literally the Kabbalistic technical situation of what's going on and why they're able to win out so much. And that's what we have to keep in mind, which causes us then to fight against it. Right? To be able to do more and to learn more Torah and to do more mitzvahs and to, because it changes this whole paradigm.